Hello and welcome to another episode of Rest Period. I'm Chris. And I'm Shane. No, you're not. Damn it. I wanted to mislead our listeners. There's no misleading our listeners. Our listeners have an average IQ of 183. Ooh, I made a bad life choice, Chris. What was your bad life choice? I tried to mislead our listeners. Oh, yeah. No, that was a terrible life choice. Dude, like I thought you made a different, unrelated bad life choice. Mm, No, no. I only make good choices in regular life. That's good. Yep. Cool. So I wanted to start things off by informing you of a good life choice I made. What's your good life choice? I joined a wine club. Oh, (laughs) cute. Yeah, it's one of those things I never, ever, ever thought I would do ever in my life. Like, it's just like, because I think of like a wine club, like a high society, pretentious kind of thing. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it's not that. There's a there's a a winer a wine place that also sells really really good food uh near where I live. I forget what it's called. Anyway, that's not important. Point is they have a wine club and so Barbara and I were there on a Friday getting lunch and like on the menu it's like ask our server about the wine club and so I did and then it's like Whatever, it sounded great. I was like, sure, sign me up. And it's like $65 every quarter, and you get three bottles of, like, premium wine. So I'm like, hmm, that's a pretty good life choice. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you what prompted that life decision, but I guess you sort of answered it. Yep. It was impromptu. That's right. I spent I spent $65. I actually haven't even spent it yet because I joined right after the that, like, that quarter's wine batch went out so i don't even have to actually pay anything until september i think and every time i go to that restaurant i get 10 percent off look at me go basically i'm amazing wow yep so that was it <laughs> wow i thought there was gonna be more to that you told me you joined a wine club and i was like oh okay here we go here's a big story <laughs> nope nope breaking short, news short and sweet i haven't the only perk i've used so far is just the 10 percent off which i used thoroughly at brunch on uh on sunday and um i didn't even do the the test flight they give you as a why as a member of the wine club because i was not i wasn't feeling well but not because of like illness but for other reasons which i won't get into okay yeah don't worry i didn't put anybody at risk it was it was um let's just say self-induced what I drink too oh. much. <laughs> it took me it took me a while, but when you said self-induced, I was like, okay, that can only mean one thing and one thing only. Uh. Well, I also joined a club. Oh yeah, which club? Uh it I don't know what it's called, but you know at the uh supermarket when they're they're always like, Oh, what's your phone number? And then you're like, mm. Um, uh, no, let's just skip that part, right? Like Sam's Club. So, yeah, well, no, because <laughs> Sam's kidding. Club, everyone has to be a member. I know. So, like, yeah, more like a like a less exclusive version of Sam's Club. But anyway, so I was doing some research and I kind of found out, you know, like how the Internet lords can know everything there is to know about you, you know, everything from facial recognition to scanning all of your Facebook information and all that and tracking your Google pixels and just just all that stuff to find out everything about you, right? Uh But then I found out that there's another way that they do that, which is through your, uh, like, anything connected with your phone number or email address and all that. And, you know, obviously the Internet Lords can track my 
Amazon purchases because those are done through an email address and all that. But they weren't able to access my supermarket purchases. And, you know, that's a terrible thing because, you know, what this world really needs clearly is more surveillance um, of the people. So I figured why not give them what they want, add my phone number to the supermarket so that that way every time I make a purchase, they know exactly what I bought at the supermarket. Okay. That's not really why I joined the club, though. <laughs> I really I, I joined the club because of Brie. Brie cheese? Yep. Huh. Yeah. There was this humongoloid brie cheese, and it was, I don't even remember how much it was. It was like $10 or something normally, but then it said club members or members or whatever. It was like $4. I was like, whoa, I like brie, but I'm not about to spend $10 on brie because I don't like brie that much, and I'd rather spend the $10 on something more fun. And so then I was like, but I would spend $4 on brie. And so then I did research, like, what do I have to do to become a member? And it was as simple as put in your phone number and other personal information and you're a member. I can't believe you've been... And so then I was like, huh? I can't believe you've been grocery shopping so much and never were part of the club. Oh, yeah. No, never. Never. Like, I always use other people's phone numbers just to mess with them. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I wish you would use my number. I would get more points. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the points do. But but then, so since I've become a club member, I don't think it's called a club. I think I'm just a member. But in any case, it's a club and I'm a member officially. Nice. And every time I use it, I save a bunch of money. It's crazy. It's like, oh, you saved $27 today. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And in reality, it's not like I actually saved that money. I mean, it's. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that somehow I am paying for that, whether that's in future purchases or in just opening myself to more data collection and advertising. I don't know. But at the end of the day, Big Brother is here. Big Brother is watching us. Big Brother is there always. And unless I want to run away into the forest, which, again, if Neuralink becomes a really big thing, I might actually end up doing. But... Until that point, I'm kind of like, I might as well embrace the convenience and saving $20 here and there. Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. Dude, I swear to God, you've probably spent like thousands of dollars now that you didn't need to spend. Yeah, I mean, I do that without being in a club. No, I know, but like now thousands more. Thousands more? No, but like real time. I don't grocery shop that much. Oh, that's true. I think you underestimate how much I eat out. (laughs) (laughs) i really must yeah i mean granted those thousands and thousands of dollars that i could have spent or not spent or saved or whatever i probably could have saved by not eating out yeah you would have spent less money paying full grocery store prices than you did by eating out i've never found that to be really true though you sure well what are you buying at the grocery store like, if you well, have so, to meal plan for a week, what are you buying? Oh, I don't meal plan. That's not a thing. Okay. I just get really hungry, and then I go to the grocery store, and I buy a bunch of random stuff. And then halfway through the week, it's all gone. But also halfway through the week, but earlier halfway, like mid-halfway through the week, I'm like, why did I buy this? What is what is this? Why? And then I just eat it anyway when I get hungry enough to still be super hungry, but not hungry enough to go grocery shopping. <laughs> Uh, no. It's like it's like people who like have drunk their drunk selves, right? Who like leave notes mm-hmm. for themselves, and you know when they wake up, they're like, 
why did I do blah? And then they see the note from themselves. Oh, <laughs> drunk me did this. Thanks, drunk me. So it's like, but instead of being drunk, it's hungry you. Yeah. That's great. One time, oh, it was so funny, actually. One of my students, I was I was pretty hungry. Like, it was getting close to lunchtime, and I was like, mm, I'm so hungry, right? And apparently it was noticeable hunger. And <laughs> one of my students goes, you're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> Eat a Snickers bar. And he handed me a Snickers. Oh, my God. I was like, first of all, where did the Snickers bar come from? And second of all, wow, that was that was probably the best thing ever. That's amazing. Uh, Are they yeah. allowed to have food up there? No. <laughs> that compounds the felony. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if someone had like a protein bar in their pocket, how would anyone ever know? And why would anyone ever care? You know? Right. You're not a stickler. No. And and it's like, I'm like, I don't care. Just don't eat it in the classroom. Like that would be messed up. But otherwise. Right. You know. Right. Now because that, the whole point of rules like that is like. So don't, you don't eat up there. Make a That's mess. the main thing. Yeah. Right. We don't want messes. We don't want rats. Speaking of rats. Mm hmm. My club membership. Okay. And grocery shopping. These all go together really well. Okay. But but basically, so, okay. I have a problem with grocery shopping. I have, like, a fundamental issue against grocery shopping. Right. <laughs> because as we covered earlier in this episode, I eat out a lot, right? And I'm aware that that's not the most financially responsible decision, allegedly, but I have found that when I do buy groceries, it doesn't actually change the amount that I eat out. It just <laughs> changes the amount of food I put in my body. So in effect, <laughs> me grocery shopping is just me spending more money because no matter what, the groceries will get eaten and I will still be hungry and I will still go and eat out. And it's and it doesn't matter what the groceries are, right? Like. I will buy a bunch of fruit, which buying fruit to me is pointless because no matter how much fruit I buy within the second day, it's gone. Like every piece. I can have bought 10 apples and 15 pears and they're just all gone. Jesus. And then like if I buy bags of chips, also bad idea because they're just instantly gone in one sitting. If I buy cereal, it's gone in 24 hours. If I buy... The only things that remain are things like milk where... I don't necessarily use all of it for the cereal. So then it just stays in the fridge until I buy new milk, at which point I throw away the old milk. Right. You know what would be a fun social experiment to do with you? What? Have you buy groceries at Costco? Why? Because <laughs> you would, like, if you went with, like, your hunger face, you would mm -hmm. spend way more than you would at the regular grocery store because of quantity, right? Yeah. Like, you can't buy, like... If you're buying milk, for example, you don't buy it by, like, the quart. Like, yeah. how you might if you bought, like, a little bit of cereal. You buy it by yeah. the gallon, right? Like, they don't have... I think it's, like, the by the two-gallon at Costco. Yeah. So, I've done that. <laughs> I've gone to Costco. Uh-huh. And I spent hundreds of dollars. Uh-huh. I'm one person. <laughs> My family used to go to Costco and spend, like, I don't know, $200. No, I probably spent more than that if they were buying for the family. For the week? I don't think so. Well, it depends what they're buying, too. But no, like, my mom used yeah. to go, she would go to Costco once a month, and she mm -hmm. would buy, like, the things in bulk that she could buy, and 
basically all the meat for the month because we would freeze it. Mm. And she would throw down like six or seven hundred dollars, right? Ooh, that's no, 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 a no. big Costco bill. Well, it is, but it's for a family of four, right? Okay. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. We almost never ate out, so it's like mm-hmm. like all. I'm t- I'm I'm talking all the meat for the month, right? Wow. Like that's a lot of meat, and meat's not cheap. Yeah. I mean, like it's not like we ate red meat, which is actually the expensive one, but like you know, definitely a lot of chicken and stuff, but like. Mm-hmm. Still, like it was a big bill, but then that's also when she would buy like toilet paper and you know wipes and cleaning supplies and whatever, right? Because they come in the packs and it's cheaper than buying the one-offs at the gro- regular grocery store. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I am surprised though, regardless of how much money your family spent, um, that you managed to spend a few hundred dollars on yourself. And just to clarify, it was just on food items, right? Yeah, no, I didn't buy anything else. Like just food items. Mm-hmm. Did you buy meat? Mm, I don't think so. That's that, the thing. Also, is I don't usually buy things that I have to do a whole lot of work with. Right, because so I can that makes cook. it even don't get me more wrong. impressive. I can cook. Yeah, that like the fact that you spent two hundred dollars. Like the fact that you didn't buy things that you have to cook. Like the dry goods. I mean, while they're not like you know two dollars, they're also not terribly expensive. So the fact that you bought like. A couple hundred dollars worth of dry goods and maybe some like frozen stuff or whatever is impressive. Yeah. I don't even know what I bought, but I just know it was food and it was a bad idea. <laughs> like, dude, I'll go to Costco sometimes, like once every other week to buy like meat and maybe some like supplies I need for the house and stuff. Right. So much like mm-hmm. my mom used to do. And I'll spend a couple hundred dollars and that will last me like on the food side. It'll last me like a full week. Right. For two people. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> anyway, that's hilarious. Yeah. I've just never been one for the whole planning out meals. Oh, I, no, dude. Ugh. I get that. Like, if I had the money, I would just eat out all the time. But it is, it, if you buy groceries and don't eat out, it is cheaper than eating out. I think that's true with certain things. But, like, for example, if you get a really nice piece of meat, right? So, mm-hmm. let's say a $15 steak. That's not that expensive. Okay, a $20 steak. Okay. $30? How much is a good steak? That's the thing. Is you, I, clearly, yeah, yeah. I don't buy steak. For sure. If you want like a good cut of steak from a good place, you're looking 20 to $30 per pound at least for like a really good cut. That said, you can buy cheap steak that still tastes great. But anyway. But I want like organic. Right, like right. A, if you I want like a really eat, good steak you know. from like the co-op, for example, you're looking at 25 to $35 a pound. Okay, so let's say $35 just because it's a really good cut of meat and I'm a hungry person. Right? Okay. So $35 for steak. Now, I want some asparagus with my steak. So that's what? $7 for a bushel of asparagus? At the co-op it is. Okay. Probably. Well, let's say I'm shopping at the co-op. So now it's 35 plus 7, so we're at 42. But I also want potatoes. I can't just buy one potato. I have to buy a sack of potatoes well, you and that's know, $5. You could, you could buy one. Oh, I can? Yeah. Okay, well, I want three potatoes. How much is that going to cost me? Not much. Potatoes are cheap. Call it a couple bucks. Are they like okay? So and like honestly, $3? I think the asparagus is probably like five. Like even Fine. at the co-op, so it's we're at like five. so we're at so we're at forty-three dollars. If my asparagus is five dollars and my potatoes are three, okay. So now we're at forty-three dollars. Okay, but now shoot, I ran out of butter. I need butter. <laughs> Put in my potatoes. So now that's two ninety-nine. We'll round up to three dollars. So now we're at. 46. 46. So now I also <laughs> would like to have just 
you know, a, a glass of wine with the meal, because why not? You know, it's nice to have steak with a glass of wine. And so now I have to go buy a bottle of wine because I can't just buy a glass. I have to buy a bottle. And I want not an expensive bottle, but not something ridiculously cheap. So I'll get a $30 bottle, right? So now we're at 30 plus 46 is 76. Okay. $76 for a steak for one at home. Okay. Can I counter your argument? Compare that to going to a steakhouse and getting a pretty good steak for $40 and getting a a glass of wine for $10. And now we're at $60. uh, $50. Sorry. $40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it. So now $50. And then tip. So let's round up to $60. So now it's $60. And that's at a good restaurant. And I didn't have to do any work. I just showed up, sat down, ordered, ate my food, and left. Great. I'm going to counter your argument real quick. Uh-huh. The steak you bought at the restaurants, if you're lucky, it's like a half pound, right? Eight ounces. Usually they're between sure. six to eight ounces for a cut of steak at a nice restaurant. But it came with salad and vegetables. I so. got it. No, no, no. I'm not done. So <laughs> let's just say it's half, right? Half a pound. So that means in theory, you could have just bought, instead of having bought a pound of steak for $35 at the co-op, you could have bought a half pound cut of steak. Which would have been half of thirty five, so seventeen point five or mm-hmm. whatever, right? So that mm-hmm. right there lowers what was the ending price? Seventy six. So minus seventeen off that? Yeah. What is it? I don't want to do math in my head right now. I'm tired. And you're the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seventy sixty. Sixty dollars. Great. Give or take. Fifty nine. Great. So right Wow, that was too hard. That was too hard and we deserve any laughter that comes our way. But that right there literally just made the same price. But I'm going to counter it a little bit further. Ugh. No, no, no. I don't I don't mean this in a bad way. But like, okay. So the wine, I get. There's no getting around the fact that if you're going to have a glass of wine, you want a $30 bottle, you're going to spend $30. That said, you could spread your bottle of wine over two days and still have it be fine. So oh, no, you cannot. Can't you? No. Are you sure? No. I guess hundred percent. I've never done it with nice wine. Let's put it that way. Yeah, let's just. Yeah, no, you can't. Oh. I mean, you can. There are people that say you can, and there are products that say you can, but you really can't. Once you open it and you've exposed it to the outside air, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, you're right. It's you're like right. you can theoretically reheat spinach, but you really can't. No, you cannot. Like, no, yeah. no. I just remembered why I thought that though. It's not why? because I opened it and then I used it the next morning. For cooking, I tried it to make sure it wasn't rancid and it didn't taste amazing, but it was also the first thing or the second thing I drank that morning. So like I had water and then I had a sip of red Mm -hmm. wine and a sip of red wine when you're still waking up is kind of gross. Yeah, no, that's nasty. Right. But yeah, no, I mean, you can cook with it for a week. I mean, that's not really an issue. Right. Right. If you want to drink it. That's why I was remembering that. Yeah. Okay. So, but okay. 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 Fine. But if you were making steak a steak dinner for two, that bottle of wine would have been well worth it and definitely would have saved you money, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I get I get I get your point. I get your point. But like I think yeah. for day-to-day eating, I do save money. Cause like, let's put it this way. I made a stir fry the other day for two people, and that cost me an ingredients about because it was the stir fry plus some steak. Plus, like, incidentals, like a little bit of soy sauce and whatever, right? So I think I yeah, probably... Yeah, I mean, well, here's the... Like, here's ingredients, the I probably spent, like, $14, so... 
and just ingredients, it came to about $7 a person, right, for a full yeah. meal. And and that's the thing is my argument falls apart with the steak dinner the second you add the other person. Because mm, yeah. at that point, the, the money that I spent on the steak for home, that's two, that's steak for two, right? That's the half pound each. Mm, yeah. And then the vegetables are, sprit, are split and all that. Oh, yeah, because you're not going to eat a bushel of asparagus by yourself. That's like exactly. that's way too but much. If it's, but if it's just me, I kind of have to, right? And I would. Yeah, but, but that's like too much, man. That's too much asparagus. Yeah. But anyway, so the point is that that obviously it does fall apart when you factor in a second person. But that's what I'm saying. Like I I generally I mean, that's not true. Like I generally eat alone. That's not true at all. I eat with friends all the time, but I'm not cooking for other people necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I I like if I'm just home alone and like I'm still making food for myself, I don't go all out. But, like, if I'm making dinner for people, dude, I go ham. I'll buy, like, the best stuff, right? Make mm-hmm. it real nice because I'm, like... Well, because when you buy stuff, it's, like, depressing. Like, ooh, look at this fancy dinner I made myself and spent way too much money on. <laughs> oh, nobody's here to enjoy it with me. Yeah. Bad. Bad. And I think it's just irresponsible for me to cook meals. Yeah, fiscally irresponsible. I think it's, it's environmentally irresponsible because think about all the food waste because... <laughs> inevitably there's waste if you're cooking for one oh, person yeah this is true but you also reminded me dude just food waste uh-huh. in general when you said that like almost every restaurant i've ever been to like especially like a brunch or dinner i mean both but brunch because i just had brunch on sunday um mm-hmm. they serve like way too much like it's always like even if like the like say you get eggs benedict like the eggs benedict mm-hmm. itself is like a good portion but then they give you like a pound and a half of like potatoes, right? Plus the toast, mm-hmm. plus whatever. And it's like I either like stuff myself and I feel mm-hmm. terrible or I leave food on the plate, which I also don't like doing. But this wine huh. club I joined, bro, I'm telling you, their portions are spot on. It's just enough to leave you like full, but like not over full, right? Like you're satisfied. Mm-hmm. See, I have a really hard time actually getting to that point. I'm normally, I eat my entire plate, it's all gone, and then I'm like, wait, there's no more? And then I get really sad. But and then I you... go home and I eat all the groceries I bought. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but don't you ever, like, finish a meal, like, at a, like a, like a, I mean, I'm not saying you go to the Cheesecake Factory, but, like, you ever been to the Cheesecake Factory? Yeah, I mean, I guess Cheesecake Factory is the one exception, and they just have monstrous portions. And right. it's also usually super carb-heavy. So right. you're eating just pasta and pasta and pasta. Like, <laughs> I've never once eaten cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory because by the time it's that time, you're just, like, crawling out of your seat. Right. So, like, that's how you are when you come out of the Cheesecake Factory. That's how I am after I come out of most restaurants. I mean, maybe not that bad, but, like, close to it, right? Like, I've definitely overeaten at most Hmm. places I go to. Um, Anyway, so, well, when you come into town, I'm definitely not taking you to the wine club because you're going to be hungry um, when we finish eating. I already know this now. Um, But maybe I'll take you. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll plan our our future... um, I was going to say date, but that's not really the word. Yeah. What's the word? The closest I've come to a portion that I really like is actually at Jack's. Oh, yeah. They have really good. Yeah. Though I will say when I get a sandwich, I'm always disappointed because, again, I wish there was more sandwich. Yeah. They're 
they're interesting. The only thing I actually enjoy getting from there are their urban fries with steak or their salads. salads. But I don't like getting their sandwiches. Not because the sandwiches are bad, but always like it always leaves you wanting something like more, right? Like even just like Mm -hmm. a little bit more, even when you get like the side of fries, because the side of fries isn't even that much. And it's like, I mean, you'll be fine. But you like you finish and you're like, eh, that was okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I can't believe how much time we've spent on this topic. And I swore like when you started it, we would have not. I think we've been on this for like 15 minutes. Dang. Well, you know what they say? 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance by switching to Geico. That's right. Which coincidentally, this episode of Rest Period has not been brought to you by. But if you're listening, Geico... Okay, if you're listening, I have I have had you as my insurance provider for an extended period of time. <laughs> I always end up being with Geico, even when I leave them, I always come back. Me too. I used to switch back and forth between Progressive and Geico like every 6 months cuz one or the other would have a better rate, but it was mainly cuz I had a ton of tickets on my record <laughs> and so I was like, mm. and it was rough. I mean, there was a point where my premium had tripled. Wow. And it was it was so bad. Oh, it was so, Dude, so my horrific. premium is so nice now. It's like $92 for full coverage and it's not even like bare bones full coverage. It's like Yeah. you know, not bare bones full coverage. I mean, it's like I don't know, like a one or two steps up from like bare bones. Like enough no. like if I crash into like a Mercedes C-Class, I wouldn't be like terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, mine's at like I guess my car one is at 101 and then my motorcycle one is different. Yeah. But, but the motor, I mean the motorcycle one, cause it's been winter, so I haven't really been riding. So I had it kind of on reduced coverage, like not that like all the liability stuff is there, but I don't think I had any of the other stuff, but right. Cause you're barely riding that, it. Yeah. It's right. kind of like, eh. no, I get that. But, um, what I will say though, is that there was one time where I got really mad at Geico and it's okay. It's not personal. Obviously, my record wasn't great at that point. I had actually gotten a letter from the DMV saying that I had one of the worst driving records in the state. Wow. And I was like, yeah, they were like, you're a dangerous driver. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, wow. Wait, they actually wrote you that? Yes. Oh, my God. It was I didn't the know that. strangest letter I've ever gotten. <laughs> it's from the government, too. It's like, dear yeah. sir, you're a terrible person. Terrible driver. Yeah. I was like, um, OK, actually, though. Wow. Actually, <laughs> I'd like to indicate that it's just infractions that I've been involved in and, you know, the minor other things here and there, but not like not like I've been running people over or anything, you know, or anyway. like DUIs. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, I was like, I've never had anything like that. Like, I feel like the people that have DUIs are the actual hazard, or pe- or even people like I don't like texture drive and that kind of stuff, right? Like, I don't do that. But I feel like the people who do, those are the real like super dangerous drivers coming from someone who's had to veer into oncoming traffic on a motorcycle due to someone texting while driving and like almost sideswiping me into infinity. Um, anyway. But the point is, one time I was I had just gotten it was actually when I had just bought the motorcycle from you and which is odd that because that was pre tickets. Actually, my record wasn't actually that bad at that point. Oh, but anyway, really? Yeah, oh, I got great. the yeah, I got that motorcycle and then I had to get insurance for it. Right. And so then I was in kind of uh, I think it was I was here with you 
And I was like, I want it to be insured, obviously, before I go on a 13 hour drive on it. And so then (laughs) I just like quickly pulled up Geico and got a a policy, but it was $470 a month. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. What the hell? I was like, yeah, I, cause I just, so we had just worked it out. You know, I like bought it for me. I was like, yeah, I'm pumped. And I was like, wait, oh my goodness. What did you do? I, I mean, I paid it. I had to you have paid insurance. You paid $400? $476, actually, I think was the exact amount. Wow. Anyway, that's, so then. Dude, that's not even, that's like, a, that's like, no. Just save that terrible. over a year and buy yourself a used bike. I know. So then, so oh then I was God. like, I got home and I was like, man, I got to figure this out. Right. So I was kind of like on a time crunch. I was like, before next month, I want to figure out a cheaper insurance option. Yeah. Right. And so then I switched to progressive and I think it was like two thirty at that point. That's still and I was really like, high. Oh, it was brutal. Dude. Was when brutal. I had the bike in Oregon, I mean, granted it was Oregon, but like, like my car insurance in Oregon was actually more expensive than California. And huh. so the bike when i had it insured up there it was like full coverage 130 i mean granted i had one one speeding ticket which i mm-hmm. honestly was like bull crap but whatever anyway i had <laughs> one speeding ticket on my record and my full coverage insurance was like 130 and then when i was in california when i bought the bike back from you <laughs> <laughs> um I'm trying to remember. It wasn't that it was like a hundred bucks. It wasn't like it wasn't terrible. It was cheaper than my car insurance. And so yeah, it was like a hundred dollars. Yeah. I can't believe you had that's so insane. No, it's crazy. So anyway, so then but it did eventually drop. I think then it dropped down to about one thirty, I think. Right. And then I was kind of reassured. Um, but then the whole tickets things (laughs) and helicopter things. Your phase. My phase. My quarter life crisis. That's right. You're not even 25 <laughs> uh, yet. Or you're just turned 25, right? Are you 25? No, I'm not. No. <laughs> not even a quarter life. Or <laughs> uh, it's like like a like a fifth. Well, no, because because midlife crises are considered like it's considered a midlife crisis when it happens in your 40s. So. Oh, OK, so in your 20s. OK, fine. Quarter life crisis. I agree. Yeah. But anyway, so, Yeah. That's Quarter crazy. life crisis aside, though, I had a topic for you that I thought you would be really interested in. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so as you might have seen, because I steal your Netflix, um, <laughs> I've been watching this show <laughs> called Alone. Okay. And at first, like, I saw the title and I was like, that seems weird. I'm not interested in that, right? But then it kept popping up as a recommendation. So I was like, all right, whatever. Let me look at it, right? It's a survival show, okay. And there's only one season available on Netflix, but it's it's a survival show where basically there's ten contestants, and they're each dropped off in in the same geographic location, but not or geographic area, but not in the same exact like pinpointed area. They're far enough apart that they won't ever run into each other, right? Okay. But they're they're placed there and then they have to survive. They get to pick 10 items that they take with them. So it can be like a fishing hook and a fire starter and an axe or something like that. Right. And then they just have to survive by themselves from then until all the other contestants have tapped out. How do the cameras work? They 
so they're also responsible for filming themselves. So they have like GoPros and handy cams and stuff like that. And they have to film themselves. Oh, wow. But they're not, I mean, they're not filming themselves 24 seven and it's not like they need to like in this episode or in this season, they're in the Arctic. Like there's, it's not like they can help themselves to anything, you know? Yeah. They just uh, like put it on a tripod and hit play and have the camera people pick it up later. No, what I'm saying is like, it's not like they can cheat. So they don't have to record the whole time. Oh. They just kind of, well, yeah. They I mean, just if record, you're like, like, like if you're dropped off like in the Arctic or like the middle of the Amazon rainforest, is there, can you even cheat? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't. Right. I mean, I guess you could have like smuggled something in, but even then, uh, anyway, so it's pretty interesting. Okay. But the premise is really interesting. They never know when other people have been eliminated. And right now, like the part where I'm at, they're on day 56 or something. Wow. And yeah. And they started they're they're I think seventy-five kilometers south of the tree line in the like Ar- Arctic Canada. So you know how the trees kind of grow to a certain point and then it just becomes completely Arctic and trees don't grow and it's just complete tundra. Right. So they're just basically a bit below that level, but high enough up that it's like lakes freeze over completely there's just it's complete snow the days turn into night it's just crazy right complete arctic environment so anyway so they get dropped off in september but now it's i guess either late october or early november okay and it's just it's absolutely bonkers dude some of these people i mean and they're all they're trained survival experts these are people that are like oh i teach a survival school and they're you know, doing this and oh, there's a prize. There's a five hundred thousand dollar prize. Oh, of course, for whoever lives, I guess. Um, <laughs> if you don't anyway. win, you die. You die. Yeah. So I had two thoughts about this. The first is, what do you th- like? Would you ever want to do something like that? To be a participant in sh- in a show like that? Man, I don't know. I think it would be fun. If I knew what I was doing, right? Like if I was one of those guys where like I was actually into survivalist stuff. Yeah. Or like maybe not like a survivalist school teacher, but I was actually into like learning how to do it. I'd be interested because I would want to test it. You know what I mean? Like for the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I some of them, it's really interesting how they're 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 pretty dang trained. And some of them really know what they're doing, some of them kind of know what they're doing, whatever. But They are all, they all kind of go through starvation phases. It's crazy. Like they're, they seem like super and then it's like, you know, it shows a little note. Like it's been 14 days since blah, blah, blah has eaten anything like that had any protein. So they're just living off berries or something. I was going to say, I mean, if they're survivalists, they know how to forge food. Yeah. But they're, they have to catch food too. Like you can't just eat berries. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You need protein. Yeah, especially because they're like chopping down trees and building cabins to live in, and oh, they're building like fires to cabins. Pretty, they're. I was pretty impressed with what they're doing. I mean, there's this one lady. She built her cabin, and I'm sure they're all doing this to a certain extent. But she had a really cool system set up. So she debarked all of these logs put them as the inside wall layer, then put like spruce boughs, right? So trees with, with the spruce leafy stuff on the inside layer, and then built another layer of logs stacked all the way up on the other side. So it was this probably a foot wide wall. 
Yeah. And but like really impressively engineered. Anyway, and with doors and everything, they have their fires inside. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's but one thing. They keep see, the, the, those are like the few things I've always wanted. Like how to build a log cabin with like the old school way. Yeah. But I want to do it for fun. I don't want to do it to survive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I was I was thinking that that would be it'd be really fun, I think, for a few days. But I think it would be pretty miserable after a while because they're also they're completely alone. They're just talking to themselves all day. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I would I would yeah. hate that by myself. I would hate that. I definitely yeah. wouldn't win. I'm a people person. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, people leader. Yeah. But if like I, I do want to like kind of learn how to survive on my own or like with like a small group, right? Because like yeah, um, you know, like learn how to forge food. You know how to identify what kills you and what doesn't. How to like skin a deer and whatever. Like all those yeah. things that you need to know in order to survive out in the wild. Yeah, I mean, I got my wilderness survival merit badge, so I could probably teach you some stuff. Oh yeah, you were an Eagle Scout, weren't you? I mean, I am. You oh, don't yeah. ever lose that. <laughs> But, like, <laughs> you went to, like, Washington, D.C. and got honored by the man. What? No. Isn't that what Eagle Scouts do when they get Eagle Scout? No. Oh. Did no, you get something I from just, the president? No. I mean, I got an American flag that flew over the U.S. Capitol. Oh, okay. So I think you got, cool. like, a letter or you went to Washington, D.C. or something to get your, like... I did get a letter from a senator, too. But, but no. You know, it's not... No. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> It's still prestigious and it is Lord knows I couldn't do half the stuff you know how to do because I have no idea how well, you could. Well, you I don't know how I've had to have been mean. in Boy Scouts. Right. Yeah. Or right? Scouts. But yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, shoot. Well, I oh, think you no. wanted to make a second point. You asked me because you had two thoughts. Oh, the yeah, first yeah, thought yeah. Was, okay, okay, okay. 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 So, so I was thinking, so I've been watching the show and I was like, man, there is a better version of this show that needs to be made. Ready? Okay. Uh-huh. And it's already been made just in a book. Okay. The Hunger Games. <laughs> Do you have you seen or read or anything heard about The Hunger Games? Yeah, 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 I read the first book and I think I've seen all the movies. Cool. So, I was thinking this show is very similar to th- that kind of concept except they don't with kill the them. exception yeah, they don't kill each other, right? right? But I was thinking we could do a show just like the Hunger Games, except, again, not killing people because I don't think that that would be legal, at least not under current laws. But what it would be is they would all start out the Hunger Games at this like spawn point or cornucopia or whatever. And there would be a bunch of survival gear, right? Like Because in this show alone, they each get to pick just 10 things that they want to take, right? But in our show, the Hunger Games real world, they would... Just have to like it would basically be like a fight like over who gets what, you know, they just have to like take it and whoever takes it and claims it first like it's theirs, you know, and then and then they would go and have to survive. Right. And then it would be similar to alone in that aspect, like they would have to survive the longest, but they could make up teams if they wanted to. But at some point they would have to give up. So it might be a bad idea to team up or it might be a good idea because you might as a group, like let's say four people decide to band together until they're the last four people and then go their separate ways. Right. Something like that. Anyway, so they could do that. And then it would be sort of like American Idol where you can text in your vote or whatever, except instead of texting in your vote, you can 
say what you want to send the tributes or the people, the contestants. So like if enough people, let's say there's a person that is a fan favorite and the fans want to send them a fire hydrant, like they can send them a fire hydrant, right? And I know that it seems pointless to send them a fire hydrant, but some of these survival experts are really good at figuring out what to do with random stuff. So that might just be a fun challenge. Or they could send them something useful, right? Like they could send them a packet of MREs, right? Like the the food stuff. Or anyway, they, they could, it would be up to them and the producers of what they want to send. Right. But I think it would be really entertaining to watch <laughs> and it would be really engaging because you could be like, oh man, yeah, let's send them the paracord. And then it could be like, oh no, actually, let's just send him a can of worms, a literal can of worms <laughs> and see if he eats them. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. I love it. I love that. I would watch that show, right? Real World Hunger Games. I freaking love that. Yeah. And it would be pretty Hunger Gamesy because it would take place somewhere like the Arctic or the desert or something where you'd be pretty hard pressed to find food. Right. But you could find food. There is food. You, you know, can you, eat we could take this one one more level. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could make it even more Hunger Gamesy by actually having people kill each other, but not like kill, kill, but like pretend kill. So, like, um, you know, you couldn't do any like hand to hand combat stuff, but like, you oh, could so have, it's like laser tag, right? I was thinking like paintballs, though, right? So, oh. so like maybe you have like you know <gasps> paintball guns or like paintball bow and arrows paintball yes. knives i mean it, it's kind of like difficult but like like with the knife idea it's like it's just like a wet knife right and if you slash yeah. them it gets paint you know but you could do something or like the laser tag thing like that would make it more but you'd have to do it in a way where it doesn't also look like tacky but yeah like but they have i don't to like know it sounds kind of cool each other. yeah right like yeah. real world hunger games that would be dope oh i would so watch that right yeah. But even if they didn't do that. And then a that, small part of me would want to be a participant. Yeah. And be like, I volunteer as tribute. Right. But and then, then and then it's you and me. And then at the end, we're like, oh, we don't want to. We don't play by the rules. And then we eat the poison berries. And then we both win because yes. the man's like, no, we can't have that. It's the Hunger Games. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Okay, good. That's our. We should do that. We should so go pitch once into, rest uh, period to Fox, makes ABC, us, NBC. No, we don't have to. We can self-produce. We can just make millions of dollars with rest period, and then we just make it ourselves. Okay, great. Should we hide this podcast episode then from everybody? No, we'll just tell our hey listeners, don't steal this idea. It's ours. Or actually, though, if someone from Fox is listening or Time Warner or something like that, like whatever. If you do make it, we'll still watch it. Yeah, but we wouldn't mind a cut of the royalties. Yeah, this is, yeah, we, and obviously a cut should definitely go to the actual author of The Hunger Games because, you know. Oh, yeah, we're like fully ripping it off. <laughs> yeah, but but she never said that it should be a real thing. I think she's probably actually leaning on the side of this is a super messed up society and we shouldn't do this kind of thing, but I'm kind of leaning towards I think it'd be fun. Uh, well, on that note, this has been Rest Period. I'm Chris. And I'm Mauricio. And Shane will be back. One day. Oh! We, we can't say that on an open forum. Got it. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Hold on. Let me stop. Thanks, I stopped, but I didn't stop. Hi, my listeners. Our listeners. Rest period listeners. We have dope merch. 
It's in our store. You should get some. I'm whispering so he doesn't hear me on my AirPods, but I don't know if it's actually working. He says he can definitely hear me. Okay, have a great morning, evening, afternoon.